Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 62. Say it. You know you want to. Yeah, I forgot, though. It's like season two, episode... 12? 61? No. 12? 12, I think. 11. 11. No, 12. All right. It's time to drop the seasons. Yeah. (laughs) It's episode 62. Episode 62. Seasons have officially been dropped. How has your week been? It's been a busy week. Finally, 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 finally got to do the 300 blackout build. Yeah, so, you did. And somebody didn't show up. It took a little longer than uh, Sean Expected. and I could do on our own. Yeah. Because we didn't have your expertise there with the camera and whatnot. Just throw it in the air. And of course, you know, I, t- cool I tend to, to ramble <laughs> and, and go on. So No. <laughs> it it took, took a little bit longer. So you're going to have a hell of a time editing. So that's your own fault for not being there. Yeah, that's what I'll get. That, that'll be my karma. Editing the videos. But it <laughs> it's not complete yet. I made a bonehead move, and when I was ordering the parts, mm-hmm. I needed a low-profile gas block, and I didn't get a low-profile. I got a, a railed one. It is 98% complete. Uh, just got to get that low-profile pro- gas block, and uh, then we're going to take it out, and we're going to shoot it. Yes. We've got a suppressor for it. Which is going to be the it. best part. So okay. uh, once I get the gas block, we're going to take it out, and you're going to go we too. we got one? We we have someone who has one. Dang. What? <laughs> I thought like you got a fast track with our paperwork or something. Oh no. But no, that that was the highlight of my week with guns. I mean I've been chomping at the bits to to build this thing. And what I did today was I went online and I bought two more barrels. So uh, <laughs> why? Because I'm gonna start building some more. <laughs> I'm hooked, man. Did you? Yeah, I did. It's like Legos for but grown they were, men. They were they were a heck of a deal. It was uh, eighty bucks for a, a two not eighty bucks a piece. Really, five five six barrels. Yeah, really. Yeah, classicfirearms.com. dot com. Okay, I don't. I just happened to run across them and I saw that they were running a deal in seventy nine ninety nine. Wow, I thought that was a heck of a deal for uh, one in nine phosphate. I mean, they're not chrome. I'm saying wow, but I've never bought a barrel online. They're not chrome so. line. <laughs> you could be. Well, the one, for instance, the one I bought for the 300 blackout barrel was uh, like 140 bucks, 150 bucks. Oh, okay. So to find one that cheap, and the cheapest I've seen, the 5.56, is 100 bucks. I thought that was a heck of a deal. I, I kept will. threatening that the price was going to go up with limited quantity, so I had to buy two. Nice. <laughs> and so that's what I did this week that I can recall. <laughs> what did you do? With guns? Nah, just what did you do? What did you do this week? Shoo. I have been working my tail off at my real job. We've been had we have a lot of big stuff going on right now and then uh was dealing with some other stuff yesterday, which is the reason I wasn't able to come to the blackout build. And the only thing really gun wise that I did was the Select Fire episode. That's about it. <coughs> I, oh, I edited did that too. about four I did videos. Five minutes of that. Yeah, you did. It was awesome. <laughs> we stalled as long as we could. <laughs> I was there though, in plenty of time. You just there was no link. Yeah, you got to email me the link because well, it should go automatically to your email, but you know it didn't when you when you got there. a nineteen eighty nine Windows computer. That has nothing of... to do with my email. <laughs> I got a I've got a brand new phone. That no, you don't have a brand new. You got it's a Windows brand new. phone. It's brand new. Damn Windows phone. It's like months. It's months old. Well, we've got two special guests so here. Let's with talk us. about the Select Fire real quick. Okay, we For can because I don't think we did. We talk about that last episode. I think we briefly mentioned it, but that was about it. Yeah, so we've got we've tell them about Select Fire. So we've got a new show on YouTube that we're doing. You've probably seen some of the Google Hangouts on YouTube. Um, just a bunch of people hanging out talking guns. Uh, we came up with a very short 
form rapid fire version, and we called it Select Fire, where we give everybody 30 seconds to answer a question. And they get two of the questions up front. Then the third question is kind of off ball, off off ball, surprise, off the wall, <laughs> off the wall, oddball, Suit off the pants. wall. I just combine them, off ball. <laughs> hashtag uh, off ball. Ooh, there's a new hashtag. There you go. Hashtag off ball. <laughs> but yeah, it's so we saw we saw a way to kind of streamline. Down. Yep. You know what was going on there and make it a little more a um, controlled, yeah, so to speak. And we've got sound effects involved, and we had some cheesy sound effects, and then we got blasted on that. <laughs> Originally, I was using like a bicycle horn to stop the thirty seconds, the yeah, bozo horn. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Man, it sounds like the the '90s Zoo Crew radio shows." <laughs> the Zoo Crew, Y one oh seven. This is Talking Lead coming Paul at Harrison. you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I got rid of that. I downloaded an app that has, like, every buzzer from every game show. So we used one of those to kind of stop the 30 seconds there. But it's coming out good. We've had a lot of good response. Uh, it's a little bit longer than most YouTube videos. It's fun. Videos, I enjoy it because it is it is quick. Yeah, you know. they know they got 30 seconds. Yeah, and even if they don't, then you cut them off. You mute them because yep. you got control over it. And yep, done. You're like, eh. Sorry. And then the oddball questions, we always get good answers I for. I still can't remember that show that used to come on when I was growing up on Sunday mornings. It was, this, it was, it was like a political show. It uh-huh. was kind of a roundtable like that. And the guy that was head over it would go around and say, okay, whoever the guy, who's, who's an old news guy? Nah, uh-huh. Walter Con- Cronkite. Yeah, all right, Walter Cronkite, <laughs> give us your view on uh, you know, what's going on in Russia. Well, I think that wrong. Next. <laughs> Chris Matthews was doing that. Chris Matthews. Hardball? No, it's not Chris Matthews. He's older. It's older than that. Oh, it's older was it than Meet Chris the Matthews. Press? It may have no, been that... Meet the Press. I mean, it was, I'm it was just like, trying to think of old news shows that I, I just remember when I was growing my dad up. Would watch them. But Saturday Night Live did a skit on it a while back, a long time ago. Huh. Also making fun of it. So it was, it was hilarious. But anyway. Huh. That, that's what it kind of So that's the like fire. Now we got two special Wrong! Guys. <laughs> next. <laughs> I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> you should. <laughs> do you like Glocks or 1911s? I like Glocks. Wrong! Wrong! Next. Then <laughs> you can follow up with the... <laughs> with the buzzer. <laughs> with the horn. Yeah. yeah. So we have Patrolman David Stalinsky mm-hmm. and also the Detective Jay Spicer here with us today. Uh, one is from the Lebanon Police that's Department. Great. That's Jay, and David is from the Mount Juliet Police Department. We're here at the Mount Juliet, or City of Mount Juliet, Tennessee Police Department, and we're recording from the uh, luxurious conference room. Live from the luxurious conference room of the. I feel really important because the seal, the great state seal of Tennessee, is up on the wall. And then they've got like the big hey, there was a state representative, somebody out in the hall. I'll tell you what, if we don't mention her name, we can say we we we. Took over this room no. and, and did not let her come in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we got interrupted. Senator such and such is here, and uh, there's like, well, send her to the waiting room. Yes, yeah. that's where she's so with we, talking we, lead. We we bumped a senator. <laughs> we did do that today. We can, we can we can yeah. talk about we can as long as we don't mention that senator by name or, or we won't. Yeah. But we and it's not her. it's not Leland Yee either. No, no he's, we're going to talk he's about coming him up soon. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into a little bit more about David and Jay and what they do, but let's go to our Jack Wagon of the Week. And speaking of... Oh, wait, no. we got to ask you what you did with guns this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Left Hand and I both worked out and did leg day today, and for some reason that just makes people's brains not function very well. Yeah, I almost passed out today. I, did. I got stuck in the bottom position of my first squat. <laughs> I couldn't get back up. <laughs> 
Haven't been sitting down much, have you? I haven't done squats in probably a year and a half <laughs> or longer. It was it wasn't, it wasn't fun. And then carrying all the equipment down the stairs from the studio, yeah, that wasn't fun either. Yeah. The, key just, to, the key to starting back leg days is to start really, really slow. I should have just done body weight. <laughs> yeah, that 350 pounds? Come on, man. 290. <laughs> <laughs> 290. Body weight. Come on. So, Jay, did you That's do anything cool with guns this week? Nothing cool. Just routine maintenance, cleaning the uh, gun that I've been carrying. So that's about it. Nice. What about you, Dave? I put it on my hip today, so I'm all That'll good. That'll work. Kinda, <laughs> I don't know how to do. Just one day? Well, every day. I was going right. to say. All it's right. kind of like American Express. You don't leave home without it. You know? I'm like, did we, did we go to Britain where our, our police can't carry guns anymore? <laughs> Hit the billy clubs? <laughs> in, some the whistles. Place, in some places, no. <laughs> really? Some police in, in Tennessee. Yeah. Really? You so, can't carry your firearms in the... Certain courts. That's, just, oh, that's okay. changed. You don't see the letter from it's that? It's not just that. It's still a federal building. Yeah, still a federal building. This is true. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. When you so, get... let's do an EDC check. Okay. You want to do it at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since we're not police officers and we're in a government yeah. building... So, we were... Uh, <laughs> we had to uh, disrobe. We got nothing. Nope. Even if I did have something, I'm going to admit to it right now. <laughs> Please don't on money. You know what I said? We're happy to have you. And we're happy to break the rules. But you know, they did let me bring the 300 blackout in. But since it is a non-operational uh, right firearm, uh, we were safe to do that. There we go. So, all right, Jay, what do you got? I am carrying a Smith and Wesson shield, nine millimeter, and also a Smith and Wesson 340 M and P on my leg. That's your backup. That's, that's my backup. Yeah. So that's uh, got a knife. I do. I have the uh, right now. I think I have the yeah the Gerber. The I don't know what it is. It was a gift. It's a full auto Gerber. Uh-huh. It's either that or Spyderco. I switch between. Very cool. So and the uh, the revolver. That's a a pretty cool Smith and Wesson. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. That's actually has the uh, built-in excess uh, night sight on the. Oh front. yeah, I know exactly so, which which one you're talking about. Yeah, what so. kind of grips you got on it? It has VZ grips on it, actually. You got the VZ grips? I did. I went with the nice. VZ uh, Black Cherry. The, yeah, it's the Black Cherry. It's because it's, um, it's a black finished gun, so it's not the standard stainless or it's a you know composite. Gotcha. It's a revolver, right? Yeah. Have you seen the, the uh, new grip that Ergo's got? I have seen it. It uh, By looks, it's kind of like that date that you don't <laughs> tell anybody you went on. Well, but, that's but what we thought, too. We thought that, too. Yeah. We saw the prototype at the NRA meeting last year. Uh, Ernie Sandoval showed, showed us, brought, broke it out, and then they actually released it this year at SHOT that's Show. Yeah. They've got the actual well, finished product. And and you go online, and they've got them online now, and you can Yeah, order. that's where I saw it. But they I are think comfortable, was, man. Well, I saw that on like um, one of the rundowns of SHOT Show, the, you know, like Guns... TV or whatever, one of those kind of or shows. Or talking lead. Yeah. And I heard yeah. y'all talk about it actually the week after, but mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those you things. Did your ankle? Yeah, that's that's I carry that every day Man, on my I mean, leg. Just think about that too, and and the the amount of a grip you're cutting down, you know, for down there, so you got less. I'd be hard. I'd be hard to separate from my VZs. I'm pretty partial to those, but <laughs> yeah. I would give it a try. I definitely would. The uh, the shield though, that's I kind of went back and forth between it and the XDS, and kind of stuck on the shield right now. It's just kind of. Can feel kind of bad because I'm normally a Glock guy, but they haven't really had anything, you know, out that thinking about going back to my 26. We'll see. Oh, okay. What about you, David? I'm carrying my Glock 26. It's my little nine millimeter I carry on my side. That boy. Attaboy. Like I said, yeah. spent 10 years detective and now I'm back on patrol. So all my stuff's on my duty gear at home because I hate transferring from one place to the other. So today, today's kind of a relaxed day, not yeah. working. Yeah. So I, I don't have the 
have to lug around the duty belt. You got your survivor survival I bracelet do, on, yeah. also a little little multi cam. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of yeah. counts as EDC. Yeah. Now, do y'all get to choose what gun you get to carry? Nope. My department gives me lots of guns. Okay. <laughs> they're, cool. they, yeah. they're, they're, they they take care of us very well. They give us a we got to carry a Glock uh, forty five. Uh, 21, 30, I guess it is. Third, 21. 20, 20 full size mm-hmm. as our duty on our gun belt. Then mm-hmm. the subcompact. 30. 30 yep. for detectives. That's what I carry. Then we carry a Bushmaster M4 in oh, our nice. cars. Then we carry I, I carry a Mossberg shotgun. Did you just say bushy? A bushy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. I've heard a lot of you never nicknames. Heard I've never guns. heard one called doing. a bushy. you never heard them called bushies? No. I have now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty common. So I, I see a new t-shirt. <laughs> No. <laughs> Got my bushy. <laughs> Decked out with bushy. But like I said, they, uh, our department takes really good care of us. We don't go unarmed. You got to for- hope you, not. You forgot the taser. Oh, I love my taser now. Yeah. I hadn't had the opportunity to shoot anybody with it yet, but I am looking forward to that day. Now, have you been tased? I have not. I'm 40 years old. I'm looking, what are you, crazy? <laughs> you I thought it was like a prerequisite before you could carry one. They uh, hey. used to be that way, but you can, you know, you they watch folks now, it's like, I can tell Do you have the camera on you? Hurts. I got my phone. Uh, I actually have you? been tased. Yeah, I was going to say. You're a better man I'll than let, I I'll let him tase me for, for some YouTube views. <laughs> I'm All one, right, I'm one you of guys them, heard yeah. it. Hey, I'm getting tased. At Heroes Behind, if you, when you all come out for Heroes Behind a Badge, if we can get enough money raised to tase, that'd be a great fundraiser. There you go. How much money can we raise to tase him? All right, guys. We're throwing down a gauntlet to raise money <laughs> for these guys. And we're going to talk about the fundraiser. And where to uh, go. Coming up. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take donations for Zeke to get tased. <laughs> yeah. We can do it. I think it's going to take more than one to get him down. I promise you it will not. It will. (laughs) I am one of our tasers. No, no, I think it's going to take more than one. I think you should just go ahead and shoot two to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) No. We can do it. If you got. I've I've actually, I've got the video proof. Do y'all have those those things that shoot at like for crowd control tase? Oh, no. Have you seen those? I've seen those, but we we don't. don't You're you're not using that on me. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm sitting here looking at everybody. They're all smiling, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> no, I'll do it. I'll do it for a good cause. Heck yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'll, I'll even you, you might want to check with your doctor first. That's true. With all the meds you're taking. I can, Will I piss my pants yeah. like when it happens? Or they, I asked that question, and the instructor we had said that's never happened. I'm well, like, I can uh, tell you this much. When I, went through, you won't I went, when I went through instructor school, before we did our voluntary exposures, uh, the first thing they did was took a bathroom break. So, and I made sure that I was good <laughs> yeah. and empty. So you got I, empty I did. So you've been taped. I have been. He's, Describe it. It's five seconds of complete loss so of do control. You, do you black out? No, you don't black out. But so you're, you, you're you're cognizant the whole time you're sitting there. I, you want to lay down on the ground. It de- a lot of it depends on where you actually get tased as far as the position on the body yeah. and we can get into a whole technical term but basically you want to split the belt line and doing that causes like com- the total you know the total uh, yeah they get the, the really full effect yeah. of it wait what do you mean by split the belt line the waistline one they call, up one down the, the technical, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that sounds like something has a chance no. to go somewhere well, it, you know, <laughs> they shoot you in the back the, the, the technical term is neuromuscular incapacitation is what you're trying to achieve so but uh you do get uh What's it feel like when it first hits you? Like a brick? Or more of an arrow? Imagine the most intense cardio workout you ever did. Oh, gosh. And multiply that by like a thousand. And that's, once that five seconds is over, that's what your, your muscles and your body are going through. Wow. Yeah. Do well, you, you still want to do this? <laughs> we'll do what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> All right. I'll so, do it. if we can raise some money, I'll do it. So it's on standby. Yeah. 
So and he's then, got to check with his doctor first. And then, like David, you know, we we have the same, pretty much the same carry weapons: Glock twenty ones, fourth gens, which to me was a great change from what we did have the twenty one Cs before that. Fourth gens are worlds apart from that. See, I like I like Gen threes. No, they're I like them better than the fours. Uh, I'm no. liking the four better. Yeah, uh, I love the Gen threes. And we had, like I said, we had the twenty one Cs compensated, and it, it's still. Of course, as Zeke says, I'm always you know behind on the times. But y'all had the compensated. We did we actually, with the ported barrel. Yeah, we actually had the 21 C's before that. That see that blows my mind because you know that's more of a competition thing, and y'all do a lot of your Shooting. gun drawing at night. Yeah. So every shot you're gonna get blinded. That, that's the that's reason they don't have them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. We, uh, we so before that test we had, market for yeah. that and yeah. it failed. Yeah, before wow. that we actually had H and K's, so we went from H and K. Really? Wow. Y'all had the high dollar, dollar gun. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> Next thing you're going to say, you're going to have Nighthawk custom yeah. 1911s for your kids. No, no, no 1911s. So. But wow. yeah, now we're, we got, we've been Glocks for a while. That's pretty much all throughout my career I've ever had was a Glock. I went, you know, 22s and to the 21 now. Oh, so. come on. Mine was a, my first gun was a Breda 92 FS. I love that gun. That's a that great gun. gun. I still got that gun at home. You're like, you want to buy it back? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> nice. Speaking of Berettas, did you see where Wilson Combat's now doing Berettas? No. Yes. Like custom? Yeah, they're now customizing like Yes, and they are Good amazing. Lord. Now, they're out of I can't Arkansas, Arkansas right? Yeah. I believe I'll be sending mine to them. So. Maybe they can make them work better. Nah, no, I've okay. never had a problem with mine. <laughs> it's my rookie gun. Yeah, I love your rookie yeah. gun. Oh, they got them up on their website? Yes, they do. I'm going to look at them. They're amazing looking. Because I've been wanting a uh, 92FS. Oh, that's one of the best guns. If I if I had to pick a single double that I had to carry, that Beretta would be at the top. Really? Yes. Wow. Maybe I just had a crappy one when I shot it. And VZ's actually making some grips for him with the Wilson Combat, I guess you want to call it the logo, but it, to me it looks like the Waylon Jennings logo. <laughs> <laughs> Waylon Jennings. Kind of like the Ruger logo and yeah. uh, Hank Jr.? Yeah. Actually, I think there's a connection there, isn't there? I Doesn't he known. own like a part of I don't know. I, it may be a wives' tale, but I think I heard that before. An old wives' tale? Yeah. I don't know, because they would have had that Ruger before Hank Williams Jr. would have... He may have Maybe borrowed he it. He may have it, yeah. borrowed it from them, but yeah, that could eh. be it. What was that? Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm looking at the. You're not here. you're not impressed. Not really. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, they've got the VZ grips on. No. And they've put a little serration on the front. Did you see the one where they cut the barrel down and recrowned it? No, I hadn't seen that. Did you notice the trigger and the hammer? I see the hammer. It's a skeleton hammer. It's also got a short trigger, like the ones you can get for SIGs. Tune the action. All right, so I'll look. I'll look at him. He's Let's he's he's just uh, <laughs> he's hard to please. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, so let's go to the jack wagon of the week. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. So who's our jack wagon of the week this week? Well, first off, I've got to say happy belated birthday to our buddy Gunny. He oh. turned fifty. Yes. Few days happy ago. birthday, Gunny! So happy birthday, Gunny! Turned fifty, fifty or not fifty? Uh, I was gonna say, wow! Yeah, fifty. He turned fifty. <laughs> was it seventy? Seventy. I think seventy. Yeah, he turned seventy. <laughs> I was gonna say, hmm. but he looks fifty. Yeah, come on now, the guy. He's got more energy than both of us put together. It's his twentieth anniversary of his fifty fiftieth birthday. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right, so our jack wagon, as we mentioned earlier, as you probably well know... Is, and these are our favorite jack wagons in the world when they <clears> do stuff like this. Is this Senator Leland Lee from California. Or Yee. Yee, yeah, I'm sorry, Yee. Leland Yee. 
So what this guy is um, accused of? Well, is, first let's let's tell everybody he was one of Feinstein's cronies. Yeah, one of Feinstein's, Feinstein's cronies. Part of the uh, anti-gun movement and was part of the big bill that they tried to put push through the uh, the assault weapons ban. Yeah, very anti-gun uh, in in all his stances, but uh, supposedly he's not um, against making money on them. <laughs> <laughs> He might be against using them, but he's not against trying to make money off of them. Uh-uh. So he got busted for uh, trafficking guns uh-huh. with uh, some mobster craw- crawfish boy or shrimp boy or something like that. <laughs> what? That's that's the gangster's name. Crawfish boy? Uh, shrimp, shrimp boy. Shrimp boy. Shrimp boy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Raymond Chow. Raymond wow. Chow. Um, I guess maybe they uh, have relatives together. I don't know. But uh, there's like a big, long, what you say is 126 pages of stuff that it's he's being... 137 page affidavit, which would be the federal yeah, the he's got all justification kinds of charges, charges and stuff. Charges up against him. Now, you know, in our country, a person's innocent until proven guilty. So, but it's not looking good for uh, Senator Leland. Yeah. Welcome Yee. to the jack wagon train. I mean, that he's wow. That puts him up there real close to Feinstein, if not owner shoulders. <laughs> what kind of a bonehead move is that? He was trying to corner the market. No. Yeah, that's what it was. Ban legal guns. Well, so I can sell well not only guns. was he doing it's money. weapons, he it's... was doing grenade launchers, RPGs. I think. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, the backstory is because he. Incurred debt while he was running for mayor of San Francisco. Oh, okay. So well, then that makes it all better. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to raise money for his uh, campaign. Wow, what it says. his campaign to ban guns by selling guns. Uh, see, the affidavit accuses Ye of conspiracy to deal firearms without a license and to illegally import firearms. He's also accused of accepting tens of thousands of dollars in campaign contributions and cash payments to provide introductions. Help a client get a contract and influence legislation. So yeah, it's not looking good for this guy. No. Yeah, he was he was an easy pick for the jack wagon train this week. So guys, we asked some questions to everybody. We'll start with Jay. We'll kind of let each of y'all answer each question. How did you originally get into firearms? I originally got into firearms. My father was actually a police officer, so I grew up around guns, and uh, that was kind of my first exposure to to firearms. Uh, and just from there, it kind of snowballed. How about you, David? Much like Jay, my uncles are cops, and you know they come home wearing wearing their guns and get curious about them. And time goes on, you learn how to use them. So I mean, it's just yep. kind of family. What was your first gun? Glock seventeen. That was your very first very before first. shotgun or anything. Yeah, well, I was from New Jersey, so we know we didn't do much, <laughs> didn't do much hunting. I grew up. I was in New Jersey. It was about. Uh, 15, 16 years old. So we didn't do much hunting up there. Okay. We were we were on the, the east coast of Jersey, not the rural south, you know. So, yeah. you know, we uh, mostly handguns protection around the house and whatnot. Gotcha. So it was Glock 26. Glock 17. Glock 17. What, Generation 2? Oh, Lord, I couldn't tell you. You're not very old, though, so. No, I'm only 40, so, you know, just. Probably a 2 or 3. Yeah, it could have been a 2. Yeah. yeah. About how old were you? Oh, I was just 21. I got my first gun, so. Okay. Kind of, what, what about you, Jay? Jay? Uh, my first one was, uh, I guess the first gun I bought was a Mossberg, um, Mossberg 500 Turkey edition for hunting. So, uh, the first gun that my father ever gave me was a 22, I believe it's a Taurus replica of the old pump style 22s. So 22. Yeah. I still got it. 
cool. still got it. So nice. That's kind of one of those that I'll keep passing down. You let your children shoot it. No, she's only three, so I can tell you my my little one. She picks up my fascination with guns, though. She's the same way. She's the safe, in, you know, in my house where I keep a lot of my stuff. She actually brought me her little toy gun and said, "Put this in with yours, Daddy." So. <laughs> my three year old did the same. Well, thing. That's good. That's good because <laughs> yeah, you're, you're teaching yeah. her good proper storage. Yeah, so she way. she uh she'll catch me out there and be like, "Can I have my gun out?" They learn quick. Well, obviously, you guys have uh, law enforcement. Do you have any military? Experience? I do not. So tell us about your, your law enforcement experience. Uh, first got started in uh, working in a jail. Uh, did that for about a year and a half. Now, were you working there? I was you, working there. Or were you visiting? I was working there. And <laughs> oh, okay. it, it was one of the uh, the most miserable jobs I've ever had. Uh, worked at the Rutherford County Jail in Murfreesboro. That was not a fun experience. But I learned a lot from it and uh, went to the police academy in 2003. So I've been a police officer for 11 years now. Very good. Do you want me to elaborate more? Sure. I mean, okay. if you got something that you want to talk about. We, <laughs> we may grill you a little bit more. Well, that's after. fine. Yeah. yeah. What about you, David? I started in, well, if you go back in my days, in 1987, I was a police explorer in Metro Nashville. And those were days before the rules were out there. Used to ride along with some Metro police officers, and my first night out was with a Metro officer, and he gets in a foot pursuit, and he's yelling at me, get out of the car, start running. So here I am, no gun, running through the projects in a uniform with a police officer chasing this guy. <laughs> you know, so, but, uh, Graduated high school in May of 92 and started working in jails in October of 92. Wouldn't go back and work the jails again. Gosh. Now, you said you were you were a detective, then right. you went back to patrolman. Uh, came here to Mount Juliet in 96. Okay. Um, started as a dispatcher. Um, wrote to Grant under Bill Clinton for the Cops Grant. Got uh, 12 officers for our department. I was one of them. I uh, went on the road for five years, then went and worked detective for five for 10 years. And then uh, this got burned out. You, you sit being a detective and you work in the cases and dealing with your victims and you lose touch. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask. Something to look that forward to, Jay. Do what? I said something to look forward to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've actually been a detective before in another department, so I, I kind of knew what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. So, Does that happen a lot? People it, go from detective patrolman? It's kind of a first for our department. We're so we're such a new department. I mean, Mount mm-hmm. Police Department's only been in existence since 1972. Oh, really? So, um, you know, we... 42 uh, years. Yeah, and that's a small time. That's not a long time for departments, you know, especially the movement around and whatnot that happens these days. So I've been here for a while, and uh, I said, I just need a break. So I'm back on the third shift, and I am loving it. I mean, I'm out here in a Mark police car, out here dealing with people and, and learning the new crooks that are out here. Because, you know, being a detective, you work from, you know, 8 to 4, 9 to 5, whatever it is, and 3 o'clock in the morning, you have no idea. You're home in bed, so that's when the crimes are happening. So I'm out here now riding around learning new things and learning from these young guys because, you know, I mean, you do it for so long, become stagnant, get old. Yeah. So I just had to re- Gives revive. you a new perspective on it. How to get some new perspective. I'm having a good time at it. I mean, it's just, you know, because when being a detective, the case is never, never end. I mean, whether you're home sitting in a recliner or you're at, you know. <laughs> He's a dope detector. A little different when you got, you got, you know, good people you're dealing with. Usually in a dope game, you're dealing with the, uh, you're dealing with people who, uh, who are on the bad side of the law. Mine were always a good victim. You know, the victim had her car broken into, the victim whose child was abused. Uh, you, yeah. you can't just walk away and leave it at home. You know, I mean, you get, you, you feel kind of a, responsibility towards them so it, it it was time for a break we did the uh we did a mark case where the baby was killed over here in providence and, and then uh wrapped it up and wrapped up my uh my arson case from over here in, in uh due west and that was a federal case and i'll never do one of those again that was the biggest bunch of and anyway <laughs> yeah. paperwork yeah well, paperwork no, I, was there sometimes david gets to rambling on and you just got to look at him and be like 
I didn't <laughs> but, oh, that's good. This is good stuff, man. Right, I enjoyed it, and I'll, and I'll eventually go back to being a detective, but right now I'm having a good time patrol. Buddy, I was telling you all about before we got on air, he was in homicide before, and he switched to Vice because he said on homicide, you know, it was awesome because he could only work so many hours, and if he worked them, he had like a week and a half off. Mm-hmm. But the problem was homicides, typically he got a call at 2 in the morning. And then he worked for 38 hours straight. Mm. He goes, with Vice, everything's scheduled. <laughs> it's like when we do stakeouts, we know what time it is, what days we're going to do it. And he goes, it's all like laid out for me. He said, I, I have to work more, yeah. like spread out, but it, it's so much better for and that's the family, that, too. That's exactly. <laughs> you know, i got three kids at home, so I mean, my wife, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm putting pants on, going out the door. And she's like, when am I going to see you next? I said, oh, you know, here or there, maybe, you know, two days from now, depending on what we had going on, so... And there's been many of those nights where we've chased robbers around for, you know, work 36, 48 hours straight. Wow. Crazy. So when it comes to pop culture, whether it's movies, TV shows, books, video games, anything like that that involves firearms, what's your go-to, Jay? You know, I, I listen to the show a lot, so I kind of hear a lot of the same answers. <laughs> and I've got one I don't know that's been mentioned, but, uh, you know, the whole Die Hard series. Mm-hmm. That. That's that's John McClane. You know, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, my fascination with the Beretta and I, too. I think that's partly where that came from. You know, growing up as a kid, that was like, you know, one of my, you know, series that I just, I, yeah. you know, I always watched. And I and, got hooked on the Beretta and I, too, through um, Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Lethal Weapon, yeah. yeah. Mel Gibson shooting the smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> so the Die Hard series is a good one. Though. Did it's, you? It's, what's the last one that's out? Like? Die Hard 15 or Yeah, something. you know. <laughs> it was a good act. It, it was actually pretty bad. good. You know, I've got another movie that I just recently found that, uh, I tell you, it has probably some of the best gunplay in it I've ever seen, but it's called Sinners and Saints. It's a, Sinners and Saints. I've heard of that. The movie's like, I think, you know, two or three, year, two or three years old, but it's it's actually got some really good, uh, you know, really good stuff Who's in, in that? Do you remember? I cannot remember the guy's name. One of the guys from Boondock Saints is in it. Uh, not the one that's on... Uh, Patrick Walking, Flannery. Not the one that's on Walking Dead. Yeah, the other one. In his name, Patrick yeah. Flannery. Yeah. And uh, you'd recognize the other guy that's in it. The uh, Tom Berenger's actually in it. Oh, yeah? Really? Uh, so sniper. sniper fame. Yeah, Original so. Sniper. Yeah. But, uh, it, it and ranks, Major League. It ranks right up there with Heat <laughs> as far as the... Really? Yeah. As far as the... If you're looking for the action, action level, action level. I have to check. Not it the storyline. Now you can't beat a you know Pacino and De Niro combo. Yeah. So or uh, Pacino and uh, Walken. Was that new movie that they or latest movie that they? Oh, had? the Knockaround oh, guys. Is no, that what it was? Yeah. The, uh, no, is that? No, that's with. No, uh, it's not Knockaround guys. It's, knockaround uh, guys is with Vin Diesel. No, it's um, it's Pacino. It's and something guys. Yeah. It's a buddy movie. Do they have De Niro? Yeah, uh, it's Pacino. No, it's, it's Pacino, Pacino Walken. Yeah. It's Christopher Walken. <laughs> Frankenstein doesn't scare me. <laughs> Marsupials scare me because of fast. Walken's the best. Stand up guys. Stand up guys. Stand up guys. I told you it was something, guys. There you go. Yeah, stand up guys. Good movie. Check it out. What about you, Dave? Same question. I'm gonna have to agree with Jay. Die Hard was just the you know, but for for the play of it, it was his first two. I mean, come on, it's yeah. just great stuff. Because he was a cop, wasn't it? That had a lot to do. With it. <laughs> and he wasn't, you know, borderline psychotic like Mel Gibson. <laughs> True. Yeah. I guess he kind of leveled out, you know, as the series went on. And I'm not a big Chris Rock well, he was fan. Kinda... And, you know, they brought Chris Rock into that, and that just and Pesci. Yeah, well, he's annoying, but you know, they oomph you at the drive-through. Yeah. <laughs> of all the guns that you've owned or that you own, is there one that's maybe you're a little bit ashamed to say that you that you own? Or have owned? 
the one that I have owned, probably, I guess, I still own it. Actually, it was a gift from my father, but uh, it's it's kind of embarrassing when you you know you have it out. Does but he listen to the show? No, okay, he it's the the North American twenty two long rifle revolver. You know, you look at it and you're like, this thing's like the size of like a you know a dollar bill is bigger than this thing. <laughs> but I still have it, you know. But yeah, that's that, a neat little conversational piece, though. It is, you know. I, I actually it does have a use whenever I go uh, fishing or something like that. I'll throw it in my pocket. But it, have you ever shot one of those? Mm-mm. I can tell you, it no. sounds like a howitzer going off. <laughs> really, that is 22. the loudest gun I've ever shot. How long's a barrel in uh, About a quarter inch. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta like pretty much press it up against something to get uh, any kind of accuracy on it. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know what purpose it serves. I, he always carried it in his pocket with the uh, you know the little the little rat shot, but uh I like I said I've took it fishing or something like that. I'll throw it in my pocket. That's got the little folding clip thing, you know, that looks like a belt clip type deal that it folds into and it folds out like a knife kind of that's pretty cool. You know, but it's 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 definitely not a manly gun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool though. What about you, David? I'm good all my guns. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I have confidence in all of them. Good so. to go. Well, I, I I know it'll work. I mean, I just don't know how far it will work. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to give it that next level of coolness and cerakote it or no. something. Oh yeah. The bad thing is, is I scope. I could see where those those guns would be dangerous. You know, having laying around because a kid could see that. I mean, that thing looks like a toy. It really does. Yeah. So it's like those double taps. Yeah, those Those things things are horrible. It's like a block of aluminum. Yes. If you ever held it, Uh, yeah, I've held it. That's the worst contoured grip I've ever seen. The grip is like a box. There's no like rectangular. It's just like a square, and then the barrels. Is it like a like two trigger, two finger no, trigger? No, no, it's got two it, barrels, but it's and just, it holds two more rounds in the. I, I was unless Double Tap wants to send us free ones and sponsor us, <laughs> then we love them. Actually, no, thank you. Yeah, you keep I those Double Tap. I was actually kind of intrigued by the idea at first, but yeah. and then I saw the price tag of like six hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, well, like five six hundred bucks. Ergonomically, they just. To don't feel good. It's like if I'm going to get something like that, I'm going to get one of those Bond Derringers. Yeah, that would the be Bond a, Arms Derringers. Yeah. Like oh that. yeah, man. But those not the badass. double top. Not double top. Double, double top. Yeah. What about uh, next on your double bucket list? Top. Gun you want to get? You just can't wait to get that one. David. Uh huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I hadn't really given much thought. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if you could have any gun you wanted right now, what would it be? Like if your if your chief came to you and said. What do you want to carry? Pick anything that you don't have. I don't have. Don't know. Pass. I got a 50 BMG. (laughs) It could be anything. Desert Eagle. (laughs) Let me carry my Desert Eagle on my side. What keeps you up at night in a cold sweat, you know, thinking, man, I wish I had that. Hmm. All right. All right. I've got this. Wrong, Jay. (laughs) Now, now, this is kind of a two part answer. So, realistically, what would I like to own? I'm waiting for Glock to do a single stack nine. Like I said, I feel like I'm cheating, you know, carrying a Smith and Wesson, but uh bucket list gun if I had an you know infinite amount of money, MP five. Mm, yes. So. We shot one at the Georgia shoot and that those That's, are fun. Yes. Those are so fun to shoot. Either that or a Chris, a Vector. Either one of those. It'd have to be one of those too. I liked it. You know, the Chris is okay. It's just I think we just had a faulty one. Yeah, one in a you know, we, one in we a blew it up thousand. Really? Yeah, deal. my only concern, well, not concern. My only question about the gun is why have they only? I don't know if maybe the recoil system has to have a forty-five round, but you never seen one in anything other than forty-five. I don't know. Well, I just I I like their forward thinkingness. You know, they they've broken the mold 
and gotten away from the standard uh, functionality of, of a gun, and they've gone and they've redesigned the whole thing. And I like that. That's how we're going to progress and you know get to the next level in, in firearms. So I give them kudos for that. I like I like the Chris for for that simple fact. And you know it's a cool gun and it shot great. You know other than. We had a little malfunction with it. Now, did you get to shoot the new SIG? <laughs> it just blew up. <laughs> it blew up my You're hand. Talking about the Starker Fire one? Still have my hand. No, the, the, SIG, uh, the SIG carbine, the MP5 version of a SIG, the SIGs came out no. with. Yes. That, uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty cool looking. I haven't actually seen one. I've seen pictures of them. Was, but yeah. was SIG even at mm-hmm. the range day? Yeah. I'm sure they were. Yeah, because they were probably... But they didn't have their Starker Fire there. Yeah, that's what it was. That's why we didn't shoot anything there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got they've got uh, ARs. As far as guns that are feasibly in my future, I want to get my Noveski rifle finished, but I'm kind of waiting on some things to come in stock. So that that'll be here in the near future, though. Hopefully. So you're building a Noveski AR, a yes, complete Noveski, uh, with the exception of the Veltor upper, which is pretty common on Noveski. So yeah, five, then, five six. Yes, nice. and then it'll have the. Of course, I've got the spikes bolt in it, but okay. waiting on them to come out with the KX5. It's supposed to be. Last I heard this month, which is the uh, slimmer version of the the uh, pig. That's expensive. offensive here in this place, isn't it? No, you just you gotta pig. laugh. And go <laughs> I, you know, it's funny you mention that because growing up, I never really understood my dad's fascination with pigs because that was an older term, you know. But he'd have them all over the house. You know, people would give them to him and stuff. And actually, of course, this is back in the eighties. I mean, way early eighties. He actually had a, uh, and I've still got his original badge from then. But he actually had a like a little pin of a pig that he had kind of jb welded to his badge <laughs> still got it to this day i, I, I promise he you. embraced it yes. all right yeah what is is pig an acronym for something well I've you know the, understood what i don't know i mean what the derogatory version of it is but i guess you know the flip side to it you always see like uh because i'd see this on things growing up around my dad's house would be pride integrity and guts yeah uh, okay so you know but that so obviously, it's actually that a compliment obviously, well said. i don't think it was actually meant to <laughs> yeah. be i think that was kind of hey thanks we'll, for we'll, correcting me because we'll, next time i got pulled over hey pig yeah <laughs> that wouldn't have been good <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll one up you i guess was kind of the, the way that i that, thought it meant pride integrity and guts but that's how that kind of I guess came around for me growing up. Or maybe that. one of our listeners can uh, give us in on the history of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know that that would be a good history. Well, I I'm just curious. I mean, why cops are called pigs? pigs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting? You ever watch movies when you're you know, kids? Men are called pigs, and you know it's well, women are also called certain things too. But yeah. I don't think you want to yeah, do that. <laughs> you know, when you're kids and you watch a movie and you don't get the joke, but you laugh because your friends are, and then like later in life you watch the movie again and it's you're hilarious. Like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what movie it was, but I remember as a kid, everybody was laughing because some police came to the door and the guy kept saying, I smell bacon, I sm-, and I never got it. And then I yeah. watched it again when I was in college. I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. And it's still not that funny. No, it's not. But, uh, you know, it's <laughs> No, because we don't know why. <laughs> yeah, we don't know why. You know, that's another thing. We're talking about the names for police officers, what people call them. Cops is okay, right? Yeah. yeah. It's okay, actually awesome. short for copper. And cop. And yeah. where does that come from? The badge was ba- made from copper. Oh, interesting. I've always wondered that because, you know, Monster. I've had friends that are police officers and I've gone to call them cops. And then I'm like, oh, am I supposed to say that? Is that like pig? Is it? No, I hear police officers yeah, call refer them, to themselves yeah. cops all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's TV shows mine 30 years. No one's complaining. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah it's not called pigs. Yeah, it's not called pigs. Tell us some funny stories. 
I mean, do y'all do y'all do any? Have you both seen Super Troopers? No, I, I have. Seen I have it. seen Super Troopers more than once. Do y'all ever do any of the the stuff they do on there? Uh, or can, well, you probably the can't say it on the show. Hasn't worn out just yet. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all have never played the meow game or anything. I may have been present. <laughs> no, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> have you have you pulled over? Or can you say, like, just some crazy off-the-wall person that has just burnt into the back of your head? As far as just irate or... We want some police funny, stories. Funny, funny I can tell you some funny stories. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll The short version of this, I had stopped a car. Um, several people in the car. Some of them had drugs on them. There were some other officers, younger officers, very young at the time, uh, that were assisting me. So went to search the uh, the car, the people. And one of the younger officers was with me, helping me search the car. And as he's doing so, I'd already went through a bag that was in the back seat. Back up a little bit. There was two men and a uh, one female mm-hmm. in the car. I'm searching. It's an overnight bag. And I already had looked in it and, and saw that there were some, uh, let's put this the best way, adult toys <laughs> in this bag. This would have been, I guess, what you would have called a goodie bag for the weekend. They oh, were wow. going to a, maybe a hotel room or something. And these are all dudes. No, there's one, one girl. Oh, it's two guys and a girl. Oh, so anyway, <laughs> do tell. Yeah, no, I didn't ask. I didn't want to know. Uh, but anyway, the, the younger officer, you know, he's he's asking me questions. You know, hey, what do I look for? What is this, that, and the other? So I kind of slide in the bag over and say, hey, check this bag out for me. And while he's doing that, I'm talking to him, trying to keep him distracted. And he's not paying attention to what he's doing. He's just pulling things out of the bag. So I get to laughing because he's got the cord to something that uses batteries. As he's pulling it out, he kind of notices that I'm laughing and looks down and immediately just starts screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God. That's awesome. What about you, Dave? Oh, come on. First day out of the academy, we're, I'm out here on patrol with my boys, and we get in our first vehicle pursuit. I got lost in a neighborhood, and I look up, and a guy is just coming at me. I'm like, oh, great. And they're all yelling on the radio, move, move. I'm like frozen, just kind of sitting there waiting. The guy goes around me and wrecks out. And we're all standing around, got the guy in custody. Everything's great. And we had a rookie dispatcher who's, who, was, who was going onto the road. And they had issued him a, a Chevy Trailblazer. A Chevy Blazer was his first vehicle. And uh, he had left. He was a dispatcher on duty. We're on scene. His shifts change. And he gets in this police car and runs out there. All the guys in custody, everything squared away. He pulls up on the scene. There's this big white smoke flowing out from underneath the Chevy Blazer. He ran from here across town with the emergency brake on, lights oh, and wow. siren. And he gets there, and it's kind of, he reminded me of Farva from Super Troopers. Here, <laughs> here I come, okay? All right, I mean, it, it, it was, do you need my assistance? You know, uh, we won't mention his name. He's a detective over at Wilson County now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but like I said, so we're standing around, and this, I mean, it's, and we had just gotten these new blazers here at the police department. They're brand new, and, you know, Chief's first words don't wreck the damn things. And here he comes rolling up, and smoke just rolling out from his. <laughs> I may know who you're referring to. Yeah. That's <laughs> all so like I said, but it, it's interesting. And, and, and there's so many, like Jay and I were talking about earlier, so many stories, you just don't remember every one. I mean, And now it's time for Facts, facts to Fight the, the Myths. All right, guys, so give us some, some myths that are associated with being a cop, police officer, in the law enforcement industry, such as undercover cops have to identify themselves if asked. That's a myth, right? That is a myth. That is a myth. You know, so something along those lines. Hmm. 
a myth. Yeah, you kind of stumped me there. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, the insanity defense lets you get away with murder. Well, see, that's totally judicial. That's yeah. that's different. That's a different. Yeah. That's a different. Uh, different level than level, we're on. Yeah. You get to a district attorney. I mean, they can try and plead it, but it depends on what court you're I in. I got one. All right. So the uh, whole thing that you know when you see this a lot, I guess if you watch cops and stuff, the people that will run and then they'll like, I made it home. You can't arrest me here. Yeah, that's 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 a no go. You're going to jail. <laughs> I think just that's be, sanctuary. Just, just because you made it home, it's like that doesn't matter. It's not it's like, like you guys sacred, aren't vampires. That's not a church. It's right? not sacred ground. <laughs> or you know, the running of the house. You know, I'm in my house. You can't arrest me. That that's yeah. also a no go. That's the biggest myth too. Is you, you hear all these people say, "Well, I can run from the police. They're not going to chase me." Well, here in Wilson County, we chase people. I mean, uh, some, some places of, it depends on the department they, and the policies, uh, and you start getting into some different things there. But yeah. for, the, for the majority, if you've done something, how, time, wrong, how close it is to quitting time? And, yeah. Well, no, that's uh, never stopped me. Unfortunately, there's, that's never stopped. That's usually when it happens. There's been times where there's OT involved. <laughs> <laughs> there's been times where it's been like, man, why didn't this happen like three hours earlier? You get that call yeah. at like thirty minutes before shift change, and it's like, because uh, we work twelve hour shifts when I work patrol, so that. You didn't want to work yeah, much more after twelve. You guys have a life and a family, and, you know, just like everybody else. You want well, to see back working to. nights on twelves. That's that gets pretty rough quick. So, so what about this? That everybody gets uh, a phone call. Is that a myth? That's true. No, but you, you at, get more than one. Everyone gets one free phone call. Well, when they get to the jail, not from the backseat of my patrol car, not from the interview room. You get a you get a call once in jail is processed you in, took your picture and. You know, got you all squared away because they want to get rid of you. They want to call your bondsman and they want you out the door. You know, but uh, God, you know, I but know is it just one I, phone call? No, they usually get more than one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess that's can, the thing is like you get one phone call, so I, you make that call I, and you get an answer machine. You're screwed. See, you know? I tell you what, he made me think of something though. That would make for some awesome video. What's that? To to I know there's protocol. You could never do this, but like well, if we you had could. a ride around and we just happened to film. <laughs> Throw a throw a phone back there for them to do a phone bo- phone call and they're in the. In I was the back to say we can arrange. I the bet ride you along. could hear. I bet yeah. you could hear some crazy stuff. As far as the ride along, we can arrange that. Yeah, that's come that's, on, that's a no brainer. Do it. Can that's you do the ride alongs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a no brainer. I got I got a buddy who's a Tennessee Highway Patrolman. Yeah, yeah. I go on ride alongs with him. All they that's do is write tickets and work wrecks. You know, that's all. Oh, but they they go fast yeah. and they've got the stiffest faces of all of them. Yeah. All right. So I got to ask you. I got, well, I, got, I got one more myth. That okay. This kind of this is something that actually has been told to me before. Uh, you can't arrest me because you don't have a warrant, and I hate to tell people. But what about searching? You, well, that depends. You start getting into constitutional. You got rights. probable cause. You don't need a warrant. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, that means you're going to jail. I have enough to take you to jail. But there's been plenty of times where people have, you, said, you have know, either of y'all traced calls before. Traced calls. Yeah. I can't confirm. Like when that. when somebody calls in for a ransom or something, you know, they're sitting there tracing and it, no. It's like, no, 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 you know, keep them on the line, keep them on the line, keep them on the line. That's TV stuff. That's pretty good. You know, though. Does just it like really a, take that long? Just like DNA results come back within thirty yeah. seconds. You know, between yeah. commercial breaks, you have a DNA result, or you yeah. solve a crime in an hour. God, I wish that was true. <laughs> you know, and there's no paper and there's no paperwork involved when you never shoot somebody. paperwork. Yeah. yeah, just done. Go back to Die Hard. Or you get your Patch partner on the back. Good job. Yeah, get your partner to do the paperwork. Yeah. Okay, well, talking about stuff detective. you've done techno- technology wise. Here's here's miss. They may be missed. They may be true. You may not be able to tell us. Do you have? Is there a thing where there's like a scanner for the new money? Have y'all heard that that rumor that like if I if I had a wad of new you know, money on the me new right money now, that has the scanner, you could thing. tell me exactly how much money I had on me. I yeah. have no idea. That, okay. that would yeah. be a Secret Service question. Yeah, that, that's okay. a new one. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I've, I, there, there's the urban legend floating around on the internet <laughs> that 
there's now scanners, and as people are, as as cops are, yeah. the new money has chips or something in them. They'll actually yeah. scan your car for the money and stuff. Really? If you have over twenty thousand, they'll pull you over or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. would be. You'd have to have a little bit more than that to pull somebody. Out. Yeah, and that's that's some good stuff though. That's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, thought that was interesting. And then the other one, what was the other one I was going to ask? I don't know. I don't want to ask. X-ray if I vision. What it was. X-ray vision? Yeah, you have X-ray can, vision. Can, <laughs> Do they give you that? I wish. <laughs> your new cell phones, you can hold it over and. With the smartphones, you look at the uh, the shootout Metro National had the other day. They were the lady had the app on her phone and they were tracking it by the helicopter. And oh yeah, I heard got about a, got that. over there in Elston Place and and uh, ended up shooting a guy. Ended up shooting a suspect and killing him. So I mean, I don't know much more facts than what's been on the news of the case, but but they were tracking it by the smartphone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because of the apps. And when I was a detective, if you lost your iPad or your iPhone, you had the app on there. We we tried. We had several successful cases where a lot of times it turned up not being stolen. Just person losing their phone leaving the shopping cart somewhere and somebody else picking it up and returning it and oh wow we located them so yeah i read that story uh that you're talking about the guy uh was running from the cops and then he uh stole a car hot car jack somebody well he got into a and she left her cut her phone in there Mm -hmm. and her the dog or somebody yeah had the idea track my phone or whatever whatever they had that app on there Uh and they they tracked the guy all what else my wife and i were sitting at tgi fridays on west end getting ready to go out to the uh, george Strait concert all these blue lights come I'm going, something bad has happened, honey. She goes, stop being a police. I'm like, honey, I can't just turn it off, okay? <laughs> you know, you're watching a helicopter fly overhead, 14 mark police cars scream by the restaurant, you know, and you know something's going on. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just a, a party. Yeah, it's not just <laughs> not just a little minor fender bender. So that was, that was a good segment to bring uh, Facts to Fight the Miss back. It was. Yeah, we hadn't that. done one in a while. So, guys, one of the reasons we're here today and we've got something going on in a couple weeks is the screening of the Heroes Behind the Badge movie. And that's something that y'all put together for uh, some of the local fraternal order orders of police, right? That's correct. We're, we're doing it uh, in partnership with the local police departments and the uh, fraternal order police lodges, some of the local ones here. Now, what okay. you guys are doing, you're doing that to raise funds. For a couple of different things, right? That's correct. Uh, part of the part of the proceeds we raise will go to uh, back to the production company, and they in turn, uh, Bill can get into that. He can explain all that. But uh, money that we raise that stays locally, part of that will be used to uh, help send us to National Police Week, which is in May. Uh, another portion of it's going to go to Middle and East Tennessee Cops, which is Concerns of Police Survivors. They're a nonprofit organization that help benefit the uh, widows and children of fallen police officers. Yeah. And now, as well as the coworkers and stuff like that. National Police Week is not a uh, big party thing where all the cops go up to Washington D.C. and throw down and you know get crazy. It's actually something very, uh, very serious. That's and, correct. Uh, there are some social gatherings, but uh, that that would be. <laughs> but the know, main purpose. But of the main it purpose is, of it is, um, you know, you have the candlelight vigil, which is a very huge event, mm-hmm. and then you also have the actual national the ceremony on the national. It's actually national. But what it what it's for it is they are honoring and remembering fallen uh, police officers. Yep. Fallen each police year, officers. Each year, killed in line of duty. That's correct. And yeah. you, as well as you have some what they call historicals, and David can explain to you more about historicals. He's actually a part in some of that. But they'll just basically going through records and and find that you know an officer may have been killed in line of duty sixty years ago and was never actually recognized. Right. So they'll actually put them on the memorial. So they have a wall there. Yeah, it's, it's more. It's not more of a wall as in like the Vietnam Wall. Mm-hmm. It's more of I guess you would talk like a roundabout with a fountain and a reflecting pool in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And there's names that go on on the walls around the side. But the walls right. themselves are probably 
four to six, maybe four to five feet tall. Mm-hmm. And like Jay was saying, in 2013, we lost 111 officers were killed in line of duty across the country. And as of right now, those are the officers who are going on the wall in 2014. And there will be some archival officers, and they're still waiting for approval as, as we talk about today. So um, those are officers from back in the day in the 1800s or 19. I mean, a lot of some of these guys that retire mm-hmm. spend time researching this, going down and finding death certificates, finding uh, old newspaper articles and whatnot. Oh, wow. And, and they don't so, have to be that long ago. Yeah, I mean, we've some, had some that were within – um, what was there was some, some that were in a couple within a couple, couple years. years, yeah, yeah, they just kind of fell through the cracks. There, there's maybe. a process that has to be uh, uh, some line of duty desk. There's a process they have to go through. Uh, I think actually when you had Argo J on, they were talking. You were talking about the uh, the female officer in in his area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of those that had to go through the process before it was considered a line of duty death. Right, and, and it is a process. I mean, between between the when you get the federal government involved in anything, it always becomes a process. So yeah. it's not always just as simple as somebody getting you know shot or killed in a car accident, and you know mm-hmm. that's now, the fact. This is the second year that you guys have had this the screening uh, event. That's, cr- right. that's correct. And this is a, a two part movie right now. So you did the first part last year, the heroes behind the badge. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And then this year is going to be the. It's the second installment it's, or segment. It's uh, Heroes and Mind and Bad, Survival and Sacrifice, I believe is all correct. We, we've got the man right yeah. here with us. Bill, so. yeah. Bill, Bill. correct me because I'm, I'm sure I'll, I've got it backwards. But So Erfurth. we've got Bill Erfurth, the producer, creator of Heroes Behind the Badge, here with us today to tell us uh, more about this movie. Bill, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. So we're glad and excited to get back to the Tennessee area. Uh, the guys that you've got with you in studio did a great job last year when we showed the first screening of Heroes Behind the Badge. And so we're excited to come back. Our second film is Heroes Behind the Badge, Sacrifice and Survival. And the second film actually deals a little bit more with officers that were critically injured in the line of duty and survived, whereas in the first film it was more uh, about line of duty deaths. And as you guys were talking earlier, we did do these films in partnership with the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in D.C., so 50% of the proceeds goes back to the memorial. So what? Uh, how did you come up with this, the concept to do these movies, Bill? Well, the way this all came together is uh, I had done 26 years with the Miami-Dade Police Department in Miami, Florida, and retired six years ago. And uh, my first five years on the job, four of my personal friends were murdered in the line of duty. So it's something that never leaves you, something that you always remember. And then in 2011, after retiring from the job, two of my other personal friends both worked for me in the Narcotics Bureau and the Fugitive Unit. Their names were Roger Castillo and Amanda Hallworth. They were both shot and killed, shot in the head, serving a murder warrant. Uh, and at that time, it was, it was kind of a decision that if we're going to make a movie like this, I want to make a movie that forever commemorates and honors their loss. And um, Craig Floyd is the chairman of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial up in D.C., and he and I have been friends for 20-some-odd years, and for the last five years he'd been talking about, let's do this movie, let's do a documentary film. No one's ever done a full-length feature film documentary that really highlights the sacrifices and losses within law enforcement and the going on, the goings on and the honor during National Police Week. So we went ahead and did that and, and made the first movie, and the movie was so widely received and endorsed that, uh, you know, we had a lot of arm twisting to do the second one, but 
But in all seriously, not a lot of arm twisting because, quite frankly, there were so many rewarding experiences from the first movie, including four different officers from across the United States at different screenings that had come up to me and had said, if it weren't for watching your movie, I'd probably be dead today. So wow. you couldn't ask for a lot more than that. That's very powerful. Jay got in touch with you. It's my understanding that you know this is a very prestigious um, opportunity for them to be able to do this screening uh, for their event. Yeah, Jay is actually stalking me. I believe <laughs> he's very persistent. I, I can be a little persistent. It's part of the uh, you know, it's part of the tenacity of being a police officer. Yeah, he did. He and Dave, they both did a great job. You know, they got everybody together. The venue there did a great job. Um, you know, we ended up doing over a hundred screenings of the first film around the United States, and we're we're back going strong with the second film and we're excited to come back there to to lebanon and and have another great uh turnout bill it's lebanon yeah are y'all going overseas <laughs> <laughs> we're not here, here in tennessee here. it's lebanon <laughs> <laughs> we should have rehearsed that earlier <laughs> oh, i just made it all that more funny yeah you get that a lot so how many how many screenings are you doing in the states this time you know, I still get requests every week, so uh, we started doing screenings a couple of months ago now, and I would say we're kind of on track to do just as many as, as last year. I've got screenings now booked all the way into July, which is uh, is raising some eyebrows because I've got two other projects in the works, and I'm not quite sure I'm going to juggle all this, but... Uh, you know, it's for a great cause, and it's certainly a labor of love and, and making a big difference in a lot of ways. Now, if our um, listeners wanted to to watch this movie, to, to buy this movie, how would they go about doing that, Bill? Yeah, so the best way for people to find out a little bit more is to go to our website, heroesbehindthebadge.com. We also have a presence on Facebook, Heroes Behind the Badge, Twitter. Uh, they can go to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial site, the uh, National Memorial actually has a physical store in Washington, D.C., as well as an online store where people can go directly uh, to their online store and order both the first film and the second film. They're available on DVD and Blu-ray. And then on the first film, it's actually available on quite a few digital formats, including iTunes and Amazon and any number of those. You just go and, and search those sites and type in Heroes Behind the Badge. Awesome. And they can also, uh, April 11th, come to... Um, Lebanon. 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 Uh, and it's at... Tell us, tell us where the event's at. The event has actually been held at the Journey Church, and that is in Lebanon on Lebel Pike. It's 212 Lebel Pike. Pretty easy to find. Lebanon, Tennessee. Lebanon, Tennessee. 37087. 37087. If, if they need tickets, uh, we have them at the Mount Juliet Police Department, the Wilson County Sheriff's Department, and the Lebanon Police Department, and also the Laverne Police Department. Laverne Police Department also, yeah. Okay. Awesome. See, you guys, you guys say Lebanon because you got that twang thing going on. <laughs> oh, you should hear how we, say, how we pronounce Shelbyville. Shovel. It's shovel. Good thing I didn't say that one then. <laughs> Nashville. Nashville. Uh, Bill, how, how many did how many screenings were in Tennessee last year? Last year I believe there were two. And I think that's the same case. There was another one on the other side of the state um last year. And um I think that's correct, isn't it, Jay? I, I, that's what I was curious. I don't I don't thought there was one in the Memphis area, maybe. Is that right? 
there was one in the Memphis area, but it was really closer to Arkansas, and there was one in a smaller locale somewhere uh, closer maybe to uh, to Knoxville, I believe. Right, West Memphis, Arkansas. Thanks for Well, in West Memphis, there was two officers yeah. that were featured in it, yeah. the okay. first yeah. film from West Memphis. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Bill, thank you for putting this together. It's doing a lot of good. Yeah, well, we're really excited about it. It's certainly changing some perceptions and attitudes and, and changing and saving some lives. So we're really excited to, to keep it going. And now, Are you going to be we, here April 11th? April 11th. I'm looking forward to it. I just booked yeah. it yesterday, by the way. So uh, Sweet. We're going to be there as well, so we look forward to meeting you in person. Yep. All right. Well, that'll be great. We're going to record the show from there. Oh, okay. Excellent. You're going to, you're going to bootleg it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no we're camera. Not, we're no not going to record our show. We're just going to hiddenly record the movie. We're going to pirate right. it. Thanks, Bill. Right. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Thank All right, you, Bill. Yeah. See you April 11th. All right. So long. Bye-bye. Right, so that was Bill Erfurth. Erfurth. And that's just part of the event that's coming up is is the screening of, of the movie. That's great. Uh, People, uh, it's limited seating, so if you guys want to come see this, uh, get in touch with uh, those departments that Jay just told you about. But what else we're doing? We're doing some auctions also. We've got a big silent auction. That's kind of been, uh, you know, along with getting the event going, that was kind of an idea that Dave and I kind of kicked around. And so he's like, hey, you know, you take lead on that, and I'll worry about some other things. So last year I just went on an email blitz. And got some pretty good stuff last year, so I'm always trying to do things bigger and better the next time. And I've got some some pretty good stuff to uh, put in that silent auction. So can I get yeah. a little teaser, maybe? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, let's say what we've got so far. I mean, we want people to get well, out there. I, we'll be here for a few minutes if I say what I've got. But uh, <laughs> I'll say for the gun people out there, the big ticket items, uh, we've got uh, two Noveski Gen One chainsaw lowers. So that's a pretty Ooh. big, pretty big prize there. Um, the, you know who's going to be bidding on that? Uh, uh, this guy. Looking at him. <laughs> You're looking at him, me too. So there's well, two. There's two. Yeah, so I was going to say there's two. Maybe we could just run the table and split them. We might have to. <laughs> we might have to work a deal. <laughs> um, the NRA law enforcement division. I will say that they have been uh, very helpful both years. Actually, uh, Glenn Hoyer is their president, and uh, I actually got to meet Glenn the year before we did the screening. Uh, part of our trip that we take every year, National Police Week, Dave always tasked me with kind of finding a group sightseeing type thing because we get a lot of people that have never been before. So um, I'm a big gun guy, and I, I said, you know what, let's do the NRA Museum. It's it's open to the public anyway. Yeah, Good man. choice. But yeah. I contacted them, and actually um, they had one of their head curators come in and do a narrated tour. Oh, wow. So the NRA was super hospitable. Uh, so part, let a us level one tour. Oh, yeah. 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 Like Joe Montagna or somebody. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Montagna, Montagna was there doing the gun stories. Was he was he? actually so part of the. We didn't get to see part of the uh, museum, but yeah. yeah. So he, was, he was there in person. He was there in person. That's so cool. uh, Glenn actually came in. The, the Glenn Hoyer, the, their uh, president, or I guess I guess his title is probably his president, but the person that's over there in law enforcement division. Mm-hmm. And he actually came in, introduced himself, gave me his card. And I hit him up you know, last year for this event, hit him up again this year, and he's, he sent me. Me some stuff they actually sent me one of their badges and nice. uh, a knife and some things like that challenge coins and whatnot so we're still open for any event you know i mean for any uh any donations that you know anybody wants to shoot yeah i mean That's- we've got uh, we've got some people uh that are tied in with us that have donated some things we've got um rob pinkus with ice training has donated a boatload of training dvds and uh, his books 
And the big ticket item there is he's giving away a $500 training certificate. You can never well. have too much training. Uh, our buddy uh, Griff at Combat Flip Flops uh, is going to be donating a f- pair of flip flops and a t shirt. Yeah. See, that'll yeah. be something else that I'll be battling yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the, it's the certificate's good for whatever they've got. So you can go and get whatever size and, you know, brand flip flop you want so that's going to be cool same thing with their, their and t-shirt. we've also had a lot of local participation too uh, with the silent auction uh you know everything from my wife has even went so far as to get cakes donated and it's funny because some local bakeries donated these cakes last year she she came up with the idea and i was like yeah whatever you know i mean i so when we had our round table meeting with all the department heads you know the sheriff of wilson county and the chief of my department the chief of dave's department the, the one of the first questions that got asked is, "Are the cakes going to be there again this year?" So, <laughs> gotta love it. Food, I, people and, love food. And, and she had already said, "You know, I don't think I'll be able to get those." So I immediately called her and said, "I don't care what you have to do. You better have Make those it cakes happen. there. <laughs> Make it happen." So yeah, and Pepper um, has, you know, she's affiliated with the the Nashville TV show. Uh, has uh, been able to get in touch with the the guys there, and they have donated a. Um, Original script signed by all the cast of the pilot episode. Oh, so wow. if there's any Nashville fans Man, out don't there, don't tell my wife that I'm broke as it is. Good <laughs> lord! <laughs> and there's a there's an autographed picture of the the, the cast and a shot glass and a a pick uh, and a Nashville hat. pick and a hat and a Nashville. Hat. So all that is going to be a nice little package right there. But that's a really unique kind of item, especially for Nashville fans. Sure. Exactly. And get, I think we've got it's got Hayden Panettiere's autograph on there. It's got Connie Nielsen. Um, sure, I've never yeah. watched it. <laughs> well, I'm saying the the actors' names. I don't know the uh, the characters' sure. names, but all those guys have, yeah. have signed it. So hey, part of the event also is not just about the silent auction. Um, we actually have a demonstration of sorts where we'll have a lot of the emergency vehicles and yeah. stuff like that out. So where you'll taste Zeke from the Talking Lead. Yeah, <laughs> hey, and Talking Lead's going to be there. We're going to be recording. Talking Lead's going to be there. Hunter Club of Wilson County is going to be there. Bethel University is going to be there. We got some displays. Display set up inside where folks can go talk to folks at booths. Um, I know that we're getting our new Hummer. You know the military's been real nice and giving all the law enforcement oh, agencies Hummers. H ones. Uh, yeah. Ooh. We got the white one out back. I know nice. y'all got a, y'all I got, got a black on one. A ride. Y'all got a black we need, one. We needed a talking lead H one. I think. I think. <laughs> yeah. the, we need some more. Sponsors. Aren't y'all bringing that up? Yeah. With LAV. Well, our LAV will probably be there. Yeah, so. yeah they always bring it. So Are those said, available for taking? We we can make something happen. <laughs> Probably not that day. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try to work something out. On a we later can date. definitely. I mean, schedule for a later date. Yeah. Now, this it, is the el- up tomorrow. This is a Friday, tomorrow. right? This is Friday. Friday. It's Friday, okay, April Friday. the eleventh. The Dave and I'll be there pretty much all day. Yeah. Um, I'm sure y'all be there pretty early as well. But the doors will open five thirty ish, maybe a little bit early, and these the actual screening will start at seven. We'll end the silent auction about 10, 15 minutes prior to that. We're going to have, you know, full honor, presentation of the colors, national anthem, and... Now, I'm singing that, right? You, oh, God. Didn't you mean to... Yeah, that's fine, because I'll be outside for the first part. <laughs> I'm going to have my headphones on. Now, I've, I've got a question. We had another officer. We won't mention your name or anything. Just walk oh, in. You can You've got it. a you... very odd-looking backup there. What you got? Backup right here? Yeah. That is a taser. Oh, that's why it's odd looking. <laughs> I'm like, I was looking. I was like, I don't know. He's that from guy. the future. 
Is this the Sergeant yeah, Tyler Chandler? He's our PIO. They, they, nobody knows what P, you, it's acronyms. Like I was going to say, please public, help us with that. Public Information Officer. Okay. And, and that's right, Sergeant. Gotcha. I said Sergeant Tyler Chandler. He said Sergeant. Thank you. I was, <laughs> and, and we, uh, you know, the Mount Juliet Police Department's all big on Twitter and Facebook. I think we're like number five in the nation or ten in the oh, nation. Oh, yeah. I had to mention really? it. We did, you know, you we're are, on. No. Why, why are we not following y'all? We, we need to follow you. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. yeah. Why, that's why we're following you. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think so. So, so we're, we're pretty proud of that. Facebook page and okay. Twitter. You do Twitter. You I do. Twitter. Yeah, I'll do. I'll follow you. Yeah, what is it? I don't have anything to do with Twitter. Okay. I will do it right now. Which I think is, I got you on Facebook. You can tweet a picture sure. of that if you want. Yeah, I will. So he is. He is. He is ingenious at it. And y'all got a blue check mark and everything. Woo! I don't do the social media. That's so a big I deal. I don't know. Is that like a big like deal? Twitter? You can't apply to be a verified account. They give them out. And y'all got a that's hey, right, we're, we're hooked up on Facebook now. <laughs> he that's that's the man does he does he does a good job at it. So I think Lebanon's the one that I had on. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing long. You know, a little hometown rivalry. You know, we, anybody. we we play well together, but you know it's. See, we want, to, we want to do more with the local police department, well, too. Well, now you've got yeah. your plug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. you got to realize, you know, it's about between all the agencies that are going to be there represented, we're a, yeah. one of the cool yeah. things that we're going to have is a, a multi-jurisdictional honor guard. So oh, first, awesome. You can hang out. It'll be the first time in a long time we've had that, so that'll be pretty cool. We're getting that together for it, and there'll be some other things going on during Heroes Behind the Badge. I mean, it's going to be a – Well, like I said, you've got, you know, you've got your plug, so we'll swap numbers and stuff later on. Yeah. But, uh, Anytime, I'm always like, I, you got my number, bro. Yeah, let's shoot, man. I like yeah, to put yeah. some rounds down the range, so it will definitely do it. See, we talked about the auction. Oh. Oh, what about uh, did we talk about entertainment, singing? Somebody gonna be there singing? You said the, you were, yeah, you were. I mean, I, I've already canceled the other person I had lined up. Well, I, I kind of elbowed, I told Marcus the wrong date so he would, so you, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to do it. I saw he had a gig that day, so yeah. I was, uh, it's gonna be. The fifteenth is what it is. Yeah. So actually, the uh, the person that's going to do the the national anthem during the presentation of the colors, her her husband is actually a state trooper here locally. So it was kind of cool to get to tie that in. She also happens to be a member of, of our church too. So, but she was more than willing to do it. She was you know was honored to do it. And then, like I said before, we'll there'll be a full honors presentation of the colors. So that'll be. Our police department's honor guard, Lebanon Police Department honor guard, Mount Juliet Police Department honor guard, and the Sheriff's Department will be participating in that then as well. Then the Burns and Metro's coming out. Are they? Talk, See, talk yeah, the other day. So. so that's some other stuff we got going on. So it's going to be a pretty cool evening. We I mean, want we want to meet all those guys. We have plenty plenty of tickets up. still available. So I mean that's that's the key. I mean the more folks that come out, you know, come out. Can and we? Bitch. Anything you guys want to plug? Anything else? Anything else you want to plug? We have the uh, FOP golf tournament coming oh. up May twenty third here at Lebanon Country Club in Lebanon. Can anybody play in it? Anybody can play in it. Okay. You know we hit teams. To, uh, we like a scramble team. We play we play teams. We try and you know four man teams. Yeah. And uh, seventy five dollars a player includes lunch. And uh, depending if we can get a beer company and donate beer, we'll be in good shape. Yeah, good stuff. So, like those uh, realtor tournaments that uh, HG Press goes to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so when it, when y'all go to Police Week, or y'all do y'all have a big group from the whole state, or just your local precincts, or how's that work? Well, uh, Dave can kind of kick into how that got started. It I guess it started small locally, started and small. now it's ballooned to a well, statewide kind of... You know, of course, in 2003, we lost our two guys out here on the interstate, and uh, the following year in 2004, 
we had a small group because we didn't know any different. We had mm-hmm. no, we were, you know, when you leave, you leave Tennessee and you go to Washington DC for police week. If you've never been there before, it's kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the nights that we were had a down night and sheriff asked that time and I were sitting at the bar and he looked at me and goes, don't ever let this happen again. I said, okay, sheriff, I won't, I won't. So, uh, you know, in 2005, we started reaching out. In 2006, started reaching out further. And in 2009, we, 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 it, was a, it was a deadly year here in Tennessee, and we hooked up with a bunch of law enforcement agencies, uh, the Spring Hill Police Department, Franklin County Sheriff's Department. And we're going down I-81 in like a 13-car convoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to D.C., and we're real organized. And the stuff that we helped with, you know, we, we got excellent feedback. So the following year, we said, okay, we're, we're not going to stop every 15 minutes trying to get down there. We're going to rent a bus. And on that bus that first year, we had officers from Memphis and from uh, Nashville that uh, went up with us. And, and, and this year alone, we're looking at 10 law enforcement agencies from across the state that are up there with us and helping us. And we're using, you know, Anchor Trailways, who is, is our bus company. Last year, we, uh, we kind of had a little – how do we put this – I don't know how I word this properly. I kind of procrastinated in booking the bus because I kind of assumed it would be there. And I went down there. I said, I need my bus. And they said, we don't have a bus for you. I said, oh. I said, what do you mean? Oh. And they said, uh, but I do have this VIP bus out here. So I said, okay, well, take, let me see how many seats you can fit. So we had 25 cops on the VIP bus, had nice. big screen TV. That, yeah, that yeah. was made to accommodate about 12. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little tight, but <laughs> we like made a it. college dorm room in there. Did you have stewardesses on this? Yeah, there we, was no room for them. There was, was no room standing room only. <laughs> so, uh, so, but, hey, and one bathroom. Hey, oh. <laughs> we made it work, though. I mean, and, it, and it, I had a recliner. I don't care about everybody else. I did but, too. I mean, but, it, you know, you know right it's a little cozy, huh? Right privileges, so. We, uh, we, we kind of got everybody up there and it was just it was you know so this year again we're using anchor trailways got a bigger bus this year and uh we've we try to keep everybody together and then we get up there you know two rivers forward here in town uh pays for our rental cars so we get up there and the first thing we do is pick up three black suburbans so we look important and uh up fit them with our blue lights so we look even more important and nice. uh transport our widows and our survivors from around the state so we've kind of unfortunately with the uh, the line of duty deaths we've gotten somewhat better at it right but it mm-hmm. all goes back to 2004 yeah. where we had no idea right. because it's overwhelming for a department you get a department on uh, one of our big years was a uh, uh, several years ago captain braden from the wartburg police department up in east tennessee was killed in line of duty the department six officers in the entire department Three of them were related to the captain that passed away. Wow. And so can you imagine the, the, the emotional overwhelmingness and how to take care of family, mm-hmm. you know, nieces and nephews and whatnot. So we're there, and when you have officers from across the state, when we put our heads together, we actually get some stuff done. Yeah. And and it uh, the most important thing is, is taking care of these families while we're there. Uh, you know, we had uh, the Maples family from Cleveland last year. He had three small boys. One of my favorite pictures is uh, the day of the memorial service at the Capitol. The the kids are on one knee, and there's probably, what, 15, 20 law enforcement agencies, 50 cops from Tennessee in Washington standing around them. So for the rest of their life, they're going to have that photograph. And remember, this, you know, the state of Tennessee stepped up and, and, and took care of them. And, and that's what we want. That's kind of what we're trying to progress. So by having this Heroes Behind the Badge is another way for us to fund what we're trying to do. As well as raise awareness. That's and, the, sure. and, that's, and, and we, that's don't, the, we don't want to take away from that. I right. don't want this to turn – you know, I don't want people to – to think this is just a, a, a money-making effort. I mean, because, yes, we are trying to raise money, but the money's going to a good cause as well as, you know, the overall well, it goals. helps you guys bring awareness. It does, and it brings an insight to, to you know, I won't say that, you know, everybody sees the cool side. You get cops and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, the fun, exciting stuff. But 
Die Hard. Yeah, Die, die, die exactly. Hard. There you go. <laughs> Nothing like jumping out of a building with a fire hose wrapped around you. But because uh, that happens around here, it a lot. does. Yeah. You know. But on a serious note, I mean, we have you know, we have a, a stressful job, and there's there's obviously danger involved in that. I mean, people want to to do us bodily harm just because of what we do, and and as well as you know, a lot of times what gets neglected is the family. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been plenty of birthdays, holidays, anniversaries that we've all missed. And, you know, I knew that going into this, obviously, like I said, you know, grew up around it. Uh, Dave did as well. But, uh, you know, it's it's time to give back, and that's what we do. That's a big part of Police Week is, is giving back. And, and paying it forward. Because I remember sitting in this room right here after Jerry and John died. We had no clue what we were going to do. And uh, Chief Deb Faulkner of the Metro National Police Department walked in and goes, what do you need, detective? I said, Chief, hell if I know. I mean, I'm I'm 30 minutes post, post-death. I don't know. She looked over at their honor guard commander and goes, buddy, whatever they need, I don't care. All overtime is approved. And when we had Jerry's funeral, God rest his soul, it was it, people still talk about it today, and it's remembrance of those officers. So we're paying it forward. We got help, and we needed it. And now through the Mount Julie Police Department, through the Wilson County Sheriff's Office, through Lebanon Police Department, we're paying it back forward to the rest of these agencies. And it's important to us. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, dudes. And it couldn't yeah, be done good. without the without the support of I will I will you know have to sing high praises of all the administration yeah. of the well, Alberta representative departments. I mean, Chief Hamrick and Sheriff Bryant, Chief Bowen, I Chief mean, Bowen, and, and Chief Walker now on yeah, mm-hmm. with Laverne. I mean, they without their support, we would not be able to do what we do. I mean, perfect example is right here. Yeah. Yeah. I went to my chief said, "Can we do this?" He goes, "Yeah, whatever you got to do." I mean, so, <laughs> yeah. so, these guys want to come in and talk about guns, and they want to do a podcast. He goes, what's a podcast? Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay, Chief. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I said when yeah. we first did this. Well, thank you all for everything that you're doing, not just with this event, but as police Your officers day-to-day in service. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. And, and we appreciate you all coming out. The more the more folks that hear about it, hopefully the more will show up, and, and the more awareness we can put out there. Yeah. Well, just know that uh, we're another uh, vehicle for you guys to use. Uh, however we can help out, we're here. And hey, let us know not just for this event but for you or know, getting taste if you, hey if you want we'll make that's it happen. him <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not mean, getting taste I'll check with my doctor I, I t- if, t- if he says it's cool I'll do it if we can raise money I'll tell you what it. when we get done we'll go out in the parking lot I believe I have my taser <laughs> with me hey we gotta raise money well, first we know, we know where one's at <laughs> yeah hey, Tyler's got one but like I said uh, we no, we we do have a question that we've asked well we only had one other police officer on on the show before but we had two who was the other one uh, we had David. Oh, that's and right. And we had uh, Bruce. Um, Bruce. But you know, with with all the scare with this man, we've talked to a lot of our friends that are police officers and in the military, and we like to ask the question just to say, "Hey, relax." If anything ever came through, because y'all swear oath to the con- to protect the Constitution, also, right? Absolutely. So, if anything ever came down, trickle down from executive up top, order. Saying, executive order saying, "Go take everybody's guns." What would happen? In your opinion. In my opinion? Yeah. Not what would I do? Oh, well, we don't, don't want to. <laughs> what would you do? Take the fifth. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you want to take the I, fifth, take the fifth. Well, I mean, fifth. I think. I, I will tell you this much. I can speak on behalf of several of my friends, uh, you know, that are police officers as well. Um, we are all, for the most part, are gun guys. Now, that is uh, back to the myth, debunking. But not all cops are gun guys. I can assure you sure. of that. Yeah. Or gals. But uh, there are a lot. Um, and so anyway, I can tell you that some of my coworkers and friends would, you know, we, we would 
we would have some objection against that. No, you're going to have a lot of There'd administration. There'd be some de- devi- divisiveness, yeah, you, division. You would have there. Yeah. Were, you would have some administrations across the board that would be there. You've already seen that. I mean, how many places out west have oh, you yeah. seen that where sheriffs have refused to endorse yeah, a lot of this? You know, so you're going to see that across the board. I think really and true. I think that would come down to in this county. It would come down to the district attorney general mm-hmm. and our sheriff saying you must do this. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think that my chief would. Uh, would would make it happen? I think he'd follow direction of the sheriff and, and the uh, district attorney general. I think and you'd gonna, probably if they if they enforced it, you'd probably lose a lot of officers. I would imagine. Well, you, I think a lot would, of people turn their badges in. Yeah. I think you would see a lot of like he's kind of saying. I mean, I can speak on my chief's behalf. He he would not do anything that he felt was an infringement on anybody's constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, it'd be a tough day because I don't think that uh, – I think it'd be a lot of what we call a blue flu going around. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, hey, sick I'm sick. Base. I'm sick. sick I ain't coming in for the next couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. uh, and, and I, I think that's most departments across this yeah. county would be the same way. Hey, yeah, across we're, the state. We're, we're very fortunate to be in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. I have some very good friends, which actually, ironically enough, I met at National Police Week, and they are actually New York City police officers. And they are some of the biggest gun guys and are so envious of what we have here. And actually to the point where both yeah. of them uh, you know, are fairly close to retirement because they have a pretty good pension there. And they can retire within 20 years. Must be nice. Yeah, but, it must uh, be nice. But anyway, they're actually seriously considering moving to Tennessee just because of, number one, the cost of living yeah. and, and the overall no, quality of life. When we did the rescue ranch event, we met one. Yep. He's, he's with Next Level Readiness. And uh, we were talking exactly what you're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, you know, there was some kind of my retirement coming up, my pension. I'm but their dadgum trigger finger is going to be strong as hell because oh, yeah, they, they had those 1,300 pound <laughs> triggers to it. 340 <laughs> pound squat. You know, you think about it though. I mean, talking about me, I have the ability to carry pretty much, you know, what I want to on and or off duty. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. I mean, they get a list of you can you can shoot you can carry this this or this and that's it. I yeah. mean, to and the then point, they have to be dummied down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to the there. point where they've actually taken things off of their list because one of my good friends he actually was like you know he was really partial to a, I believe it was a car K nine he was mm-hmm. like they took it off the list <laughs> can't carry it anymore. Wow. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we like to thank uh, ICE Training ICE Training US. All or Nothing Tattoo Studios is allornothingtattoo.com and their very gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. HG Press, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services. Give those gun-friendly realtors a call. And you can call them you can call them toll-free at 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. Pew, or pew, 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 pew. And if you're local, you can call 615 615- Eight eight one one six eight four, and check out seventeen seventy six United at seventeen seventy six United dot com. Uh, their shirts and soon to be the Talking Lead collaboration shirts with them too. And all and the check swag. out Ergo Grips ErgoGrips dot net. They were a huge sponsor for our three hundred blackout build um, video to come. Zeke's got a lot of work ahead of him. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, thank y'all for letting us come down. We had a blast. Absolutely. Happy to have you Anytime. And we're looking forward to two weeks from now. We'll go ahead and get the those 11th. waivers printed out for the ride-alongs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say the taser. Oh, I've got, <laughs> I've got those are coming, too. Yeah, too. <laughs> Call the legal department tomorrow. Hey, I need this. Yeah. We're tasering a guy on air. Might come up that'd with some be, new nicknames for you. That'd be awesome. Come on, I get Tyler to do that. And as always, left hand, keep, keep your, your loved ones, ones close. And your far arms closer. closer. Unless you're a felon. Convicted felon. <laughs> 